Welcome back to another episode of Level 99. I'm your host, Pete, and a podcast about all things tech-related. So last week, I didn't post an episode. That was because I was actually kind of swapped with homework. A lot of you who may not know this, I am actually currently in my MBA program. So been very busy, just homework. You know, the semester just started for this uh, new term. Because of that, I think I will be changing the episodes I publish from a weekly stance to more of a bi-weekly thing because it, it's sort of become a lot for me. It's not as, it's kind of hard to juggle everything all together, you know, between work and school. Hope you guys understand, do apologize, but this will actually kind of give me more time as well to you know, find more people, you know, get more guests on. I've been saying this all the time. If you guys are ever interested, let me know. Happy to have you on here and talk shop and see what you guys are doing or or anything. But yeah, you know, definitely do appreciate you guys understanding about that because it has been uh, a bit of a challenge and, and very stressful because honestly, just, I mean, you all can probably relate, right? doing a nine to five you're already drained and then diving right into classes and doing assignments and studying is just a lot to take in but anyways enough of that let's dive into this week's topic so for this week i really wanted to talk about the importance and emphasize actually the importance of documentation now this isn't something that a lot of us want to hear it's not really the hot and sexy kind of topic we all want to talk about but it is very important. Now, there's two type of documentation, and I am a victim of my own preaching, so I should probably eat my own dog food, right? But the first type of documentation that I will talk about is your own personal set of documentation, right? Things that you found difficult, things that you thought was interesting, things that you think that you should just write down, right? You should definitely do that. There's been so many times and, you know, there's been so many other folks that have been on this podcast that have said this before that there's been times where you have found a solution of something and you've tried for a few weeks and then six months, maybe eight months, or maybe a year later, that same problem comes back up and you're like, how did I figure this out? Like old me was super smart. How did I how did I solve this? I don't understand what I did to find it. Or you think you can find the same link or, or online documentation that you found. You can find it again. But no, those things usually get buried through a bunch of new links and new pages that are being published. So the best thing you can do is always write it down. So I'll give you guys an example. I hate dealing with like like cert bundles i usually just script it and just get over and get just to get done with it but i have written down the entire process of creating the pfx you know selling the password and all that jazz and importing it giving it like names and aliases it's not hard but it is tedious there's a lot of steps in between and if you fat finger something you can kind of mess it up or it just doesn't work and you have to go back and figure out why. So I have a personal documentation that I first started off in Evernote that I 
you know, wrote down all the steps and even have copied the links from the, uh, the documentation that I found or I learned it from when I initially did. And that I have used that page more often than I would like to admit that I have. You know, I'm not good with database stuff. So whenever I find a cool little uh, database query that I figure out or, you know, something that is that is pretty neat that has helped me maybe find a user or find a page or troubleshoot something, I'll make another page and I just slap that in there, right? And then guess what? Lo and behold, a year later, I'm going to end up needing it again. Go back, you know, have a tag, search it, and boom, find it and reuse it saves you time, saves your stress levels. It is incredibly helpful, right? It doesn't matter what position you are, do that. It will definitely be of value to you. So I kind of mentioned this, right? This isn't uh, uh, sponsored by them, but I first started off with Evernote. I thought it was a phenomenal tool. I really like their uh, embed like had like a plugin where you can like do a snippet online of like a documentation page and it would automatically translate and, and convert it into their tool for you. So you don't have to copy, paste, edit it, um, indent it. It did all that for you, which was very nice. But with my new job and my new employer, don't really have that benefit, right? They were telling me how if I wanted to bring use my old Evernote, I had to import it into OneNote. But, you know, they would also say that anything that is on these laptops, my work laptops, belongs to them. I worked six years compiling my personal, like, set of documentation. I'm not willing to hand that over that easily. Like, that is that is mine. Like, that is my blood, sweat, and tears. Things that I figured out, I'm not handing that over. So, I had to painfully copy and paste that individual into another provider that I can access like online because just because I can't put it on, on my laptop. So it, it's fine. It sucks, but at least I'm still able to access my own set of documentation. As you start this process, as you start your own set of documentation, obviously it's going to be for work. Just make sure that you know the rules and policies of your job, right? So if your job does not allow you to retain the information, is not allow you to copy data out, you shouldn't do it on your work laptop. You shouldn't download Evernote. You shouldn't do that stuff because then you become at risk and they could, you know, technically take it. But the likelihood of that is slim. But yeah, I don't know, right? I mean, every job is different. However, just be careful. If that is a thing, I would advise you just find an alternative solution, right? There's tons of other things that you can do that does not require you to download a software and write documentation and things on your laptop. Now, the second tip is actual documentation for you and the team. Now, the best information that I ever got, actually the best tip that I ever got from one of my old employers and he wasn't even my manager. He was from another team. But he said, and this is when I was still early off in my career. I think I was a sysadmin at the time. He said, what makes a sysadmin different than an engineer is that an engineer will, a good engineer, 
will write the process and documentation down and not be a bottleneck, right? The worst thing you can do is, and I've seen this happen often, are folks that are slightly afraid of losing their job. So they start bottlenecking, not trying to be helpful. They think that because if they grip this little bit of knowledge that they have tightly, they can't be fired or let go. Actually, you end up putting a target on your back. By doing that, they want to find a reason to get you out of there so that way you're not just being a single point of contact, right? So kind of back to what he was saying is the best thing that a good engineer can do is document this process so that way when you're on vacation, no one needs to call you. That's the worst thing that could ever happen. Because if I'm on vacation, if I'm out of the office, I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. I don't want to get a text message. I don't want to be called. I want to be left alone. I want to be drinking my pina coladas on the beach. I don't want to do no work. I don't want to think about it. So that's why you want to kind of document. Make sure you do that slight knowledge transfer so that way it's there. Second, if you need help, right? So it's good to actually write the process down so that way if you need someone to help you out with like a, a project or a task, you're like, hey, just follow this, do this. If you can help me out, that'd be great. Actually, when I went on vacation a few weeks ago, I had kind of done that. Uh, this one guy was going to help me with some like R-Sync jobs. So I just wrote down the whole process. Uh, it wasn't like the best documentation I've ever written, I'll admit, but it was like the good gist. I was like, hey, you know, like this is it. This is it. This is like a simple command that you run. And honestly, if you just Google the rest of it, you'll figure it out. But this is like a high overview of what you need to do. And guess what? I came back and he did it, right? It was done. Like I didn't get a text message. I didn't get called. I was enjoying and just drinking my pina coladas. And yes, I actually did drink a pina colada on the beach. That's why I use that as an example. <laughs> but that is what you need to, to do, right? So I have another project that I have been slightly working on with like the CICD um, job. And I have written down the process of how to create these these pipelines and the automation tasks to it, all because these are not kind of your standard type of process of, of pipelines. They're very unique in nature. So I know like I'm not going to remember how to do this, and especially the fact that I don't have enough uh, uh, privileges to make changes. I need to write this down. So I now wrote notes, tips, things that I can refer back to, and if anyone else on the team is going to like decide like, like, hey, you know, I want to get involved in this project, like, hey, go through my uh, this this project that I have, read all the notes, and let's let's get going. And on top of that, if you are a internal team or external facing, and you have like quote unquote clients or users, right? This is also another good benefit to you, right? So let's say someone needs to know a process on how to create a ticket or how to, I don't know, uh, let's say something fun. Want to know how to create a 
pipeline on automating patching with graceful shutdowns and adding tags and all that stuff in between, right? So rather than everyone reaching out to you asking you, hey, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this, right? As they will most likely they email you, ping you, or make a ticket for your team. Now, you don't need to keep working with them. You don't need to keep replying and all that stuff. You can literally just grab that template, grab that documentation that you have written thoroughly that is, as one of my my intern manager would say, it needs to be so simple that I can follow it if I'm drunk. And I've kind of took that with me everywhere. That is so simple that anyone can follow it. Slap it in the chat, respond to them. Say, if you have any questions, let me know. 90% of the time, that is it. So these are the reasons why you need to have a good set of documentation, not just for you, but also for your team, right? Because some of the notes and things that I write for myself, it's not always like thorough, right? It's just like, it could be just a code snippet or it could just be as simple as like a Linux command or just a screenshot of, of something. But if I look at it and I see it, it will trigger my memory and I, I know what it's referring to and I know what to do. But things that I make for like my team, for other folks, it's a bit more detailed and precise and crisp. And I know what you guys are probably thinking, right? Oh, I don't need this. I don't need to do this. It's fine. I can tell you I've been there. I've done that. And I thought that same thing, but writing it down, well, like on it online, don't do it manually, right? You don't, don't write your notes in a notepad. It's a lot harder, right? You want to be able to take like snapshots, screenshots, you know, copy and paste features and things like that. It's going to make life easier, but it is going to help you dramatically. You can be working on a maintenance window late night and it's 2 a.m. and your brain is just fried, right? You just can't think anything anymore. Like you're just tired. You've been working all day. It's 2 a.m. and you need to figure out how to troubleshoot this one issue that you've done all the time and you know like the back of your hand but you just can't remember it well guess what you've written your own documentation or you've written documentation for your team for this so you go you grab it you follow it boom you're done prevent mistakes and it's a lot faster and smoother a lot of people actually think like you know i am you know like can get things done so fast and quick and and able to find like resolutions to things that's because i have my own set of personal documentation and i've have something to refer back to like hey you know these these symptoms here that we're seeing that we need to triage is very similar to something that i did like two years ago how did i do that and i'm like sitting there thinking like man like like, how did I do that, right? Like, I go back and I look at mine. I was like, oh, that's how I did it. Even though if it's not the right answer, I can easily cross off like maybe 30 minutes to an hour's worth of work by referencing it to something I've done in the past, saying, you know, this won't work, this one, this one. Let me check this, this, and this instead. And boom, done. I'm, I'm, I'm free. I'm not stressing. I am smooth sailing, right? So if there's anything you will take out of this episode is start with your 
start with your own personal set of documentation, right? There's a lot of companies out there that are free. Try some of them, right? Motion is pretty solid. Elastian has their own free Confluence tier, which isn't bad, right? Uh, I've tried it. It's not as feature rich, but you know, free and it's public and it's and it's on their like cloud. So is Notion. Notion is pretty solid. I like Notion. Evernote is very good choice as well. Um, it's desktop based. I think you can get access to the web browser version. Not sure. Haven't used it in a while. But like I said, I really did like their plugin on the on the on like Firefox and Chrome, where it just takes snapshots and pictures and automatically import it into the tool. I thought that was very seamless and like neat. You know, there's tons of features. Try them all. See what works best for you. And just go from there, right? Start small. Like whatever you did today or tomorrow that is repetitive, you know, you might not need that. But if you do something that's a bit of a challenge, right, you just put that in there. Let's say you learn a new Linux command, you know, create a new section, create a new folder or a new chapter, you know, name it Linux, put that command in there, write what it does, take a quick screenshot for a reference if you wanted to, to be that detailed. And when the time comes, you don't need to Google it again. You just refer back to your notes and boom, you're ready. You're done. You're, you're, you're golden. So that's going to be it for about this week. And oh, one last thing. Documentation is one of those things that is it's easy, it's easier said than done. It's hard. It's a pain in the ass. Nobody wants to really do it, especially for like your team, right? Because documentation is one of those things that the moment you write it, it's already slightly outdated. So you have to get in that good practice, like I was saying, to constantly go back, refresh it, update it, make sure everything is good to go. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Definitely do appreciate all of you tuning in and listening. And again, as a reminder, that this podcast will now be set on a bi-weekly posting. Thank you all for understanding. You know, got a lot going on. And as always, if any of you are doing anything cool, you know, you got some stuff going at work that you can talk about or you got a project that you're super proud of that whether you've done it now or in the past, let me know. Reach out to me. Happy to have you. And we would love to talk about it. Take care, everyone. I hope you have a great week.